Hi, I'm Kyle, and on episode 429 of the MWA podcast, Sean, Mark, Brian, and myself are asking Michael Jury the five questions. If you haven't already, please sure to check out Mike's interview on episode 428. So welcome back to the show, Mike. Thanks, guys. Well, before we get to the five questions, let's see if we have a Patreon shout-out. So who do we have to thank this week? We do. Uh, always, we want to thank our Patreon patrons. Uh, today, we're sending a special thank you to Scott Wisniewski. That that name sounds familiar. If you would like to support the MWA podcast like Scott does, go to www.patreon.com slash MWA podcast. Um, supporting us, you know, it's... It just it just fills our heart with warmth, especially during this holiday season. So, you know, <laughs> go in there and make a pledge and and uh, and make our holidays. Yes, exactly. And thanks, yes, Sean's Brian. dad. Yeah, that is my dad. <laughs> that is the pops. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean's the only one that's been able to get family members to actually not only listen but donate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> And he's retired. Come on, pick it up. Anybody you work in stiffs? Yeah, he's on a fixed exactly. income. Yeah, he does yeah. have lots of time to listen, though. I mean, so I don't know. Maybe he gets more value out of it than most people. That's possible. Uh, could be. Could be. Well, uh, let's move on to the five questions. So, Mark, why don't you get us started off? Okay. How did you get into woodworking? Um. So I mentioned before I was in the army and. Uh, I don't, I don't know if they exist anymore, but a lot of the bases in the D.C. area here used to have these really great woodworking shops. And uh, and a buddy asked me if I want, might might take a little safety class with him so we could get access to the shop we did. And uh, from there, I decided to build my wife um, a little piece. We're about to get married, so I want to build her a piece of furniture. And um, she's from New England. So, you know, up there, there there's a rich tradition of furniture makers and, and people have, you know, collect antiques. And her parents uh, had refinished antique furniture while she was growing up. So I, I knew she wanted something nice. And um, so I, I, to date myself a little bit, you know, this is before the internet really is what it is now. And you had to go to the library book to learn anything. So I found a book <laughs> on, um, I, I kind of like, like arts and crafts furniture back then. I found a book and it had like on the cover, this nice um, uh, oak blanket chest. So I wanted to build that. It wasn't a how-to book. It was just a kind of a, a design collection of arts and crafts pieces. Not know what I was doing. So some of the old guys there were kind of walking me through how to make a, Morris and Tenon joint and things. And, uh, and, I, and I built that piece just in time for our wedding. It's actually sitting behind me here. Um, it's, it's a pretty simple, uh, you know, frame and panel, but the, the center panel is instead of a solid wood, it's like a shiplap oak with a V groove. And uh, not knowing a thing about wood movement, it's, it's just a solid top of glued up oak boards. And so now <laughs> in dry November weather, this thing looks like a Pringle with about three eighths gallon <laughs> <in> front. <laughs> but um, you know, so she was thrilled. We had, you know, uh, we had no furniture and no money to buy anything nice. So I, I just really got, um, I, I got um, just obsessed with it. I spent every minute I had over at those shops, you know, trying to build pieces for a home. And then um, one thing led the next in a couple of home shops. And now here I am. <laughs> Sometimes I look back and I, I think, what do I do with my day? I was like, how the, how the hell did I get here? Like, yep. how, did I, how did I get to this point? I'm just so obsessed with this one thing that's, was never, I never studied in college or anything, but yeah, well, it's, it's funny. So, is your wife going to let you fix the top, or is it just uh, too <laughs> memorable at this point in time? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. That it, when it's done, it's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I I joke with my wife all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's okay to put a scratch in the top. You you're married to a woodworker, and she's yeah. like, yeah, really. 
<laughs> like there's, there's no chance I'm ever gonna go yeah, back and fix it. Right. I'm on to the new, the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I started doing this for a you know for a living, the one of the big hurdles was okay. Now I have to finish a piece 100. percent It can't be 90 98 percent done. You put it in the living room, you call it good. You know. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll finish yeah. that later. Argue. <laughs> yeah 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 my kitchen table has a nice uh stain on it from some uh nail polish remover that went oh, all the yeah. way through the finish into the wood uh, yeah it. and it's just like yeah that's never getting fixed <laughs> Patina. Exactly. Yeah. exactly all right all right so uh we we talked in the last episode about a little how you were so what is your favorite tool that's a tough one you know um you're a bit of probably, a hybrid probably, guy, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably the most used is the, the the one inch chisels always on my um, always on my bench and always sharp. You know, whether it's chopping dovetails or or you know fitting Kumiko pieces, that that is probably the most used. That and probably like a number six or the six inch Starrett. Um, I will say I just picked up um, the number sixty two Lee Nielsen that low angle jack to flush up some case mm -hmm. dovetails. That thing is sweet. Mm -hmm. I, yes, sir. I mean, just like right out of the box, I thought, let's see what he can do. And it, I was pulling like, you know, just these whisper thin shavings of end grain right out of the box. I was, I was blown away. So that, yeah, that might be my new favorite. Yeah, that Lean planes, uh, Veritas planes, when those, if you, yeah. if you've only used rehabbed tools before that, out of the box, those things are, yeah, 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 to, to use. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I like your one inch chisel. I'm glad someone gave some love to that because that's the one I always yeah. grab for. I got like mm -hmm. two of them and what? I always grab the one inch. What's the oh, Lee uh, Nielsen? Yeah. Yeah. One's oh, a Lee Nielsen. Yeah. One of mine is a Lee Nielsen. The other one is uh, one of the blue marbles, my first set of chisels. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like, all right, how fine is yeah. of a task am I doing? It's either I go for the Lee Nielsen or the blue marble. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like your top shelf chisel today, please. <laughs> yeah. Which one is sharp? That's the one that I want. Just well, that's that's true too. Yeah, doesn't yeah. need to be sharpened yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So, Mike, what would oh, go ahead? Yeah. Sorry, uh, who has influenced your work the most? Yeah, I was thinking about this. It, it um, being self-taught, I, I can't really claim a mentor, although I wish I could. Um, uh, you know, I mentioned before I really love the legacy of the Shaker craftsmen and also the Japanese. Um, Crafts people and they're they're almost like religious devotion to the craft and uh, and, and to the perfection of it. Um, out, outside of uh, woodworking, I would say my my background, my education is in music. Um, I was a musician in my previous life, and I can probably credit my music teachers and to instilling me that relentless pursuit of of perfection, which can never be attained. But um, there there are a lot of similarities be between those two pursuits because you spend a lot of time alone working on both those skills and, um, and, and nothing's ever perfect. And, but that instilling that very high standard, I think has transferred over to what I do now. That's, yeah. that's really yeah. interesting. I was thinking about like, so we spent a lot of time in our family, uh, battling perfectionism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that being a musician, like there comes a point when you have to perform the piece, like it is what yeah. it's going to be. And, yeah. um, that's a really interesting lesson. Like you can pursue perfection, but at some point you got to perform. And uh, yeah. at that point it's just the best you can do. That's exactly right. And, uh, and I, I tell my musician friends now that this is so much easier because uh, that's a good point is when it's time to play, you got to play and you, you know, your, your reputation 
rides on that last performance, you know, and if you, you build a chair, it doesn't turn out well, then it goes in the fire pit and nobody knows, but you, you start over, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to know yeah, when exactly. to leave it, when to keep it and when to burn it. Yeah. That's, that's a tough choice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that pursuit of uh, per- perfection can be a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My wife's a uh, pianist, both performer and teacher. And oh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm like all, all the time people ask me, oh, it must be so nice to hear all the music and all this stuff. I go, no, I hear like about two or three bars and then an expletive. And then it's back. <laughs> I go, if I want to hear the whole piece, I got to go see her perform. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay. You just need to rent her a space to practice in. And then, you know, then you only hear the performances. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So, uh, what, what has been your biggest stumbling block? Um, you know, a, a tough one is, uh, learning, learning to say no and when to say no. Um, that, that's been hard, hard for me, especially being, you know, a professional worker for about, uh, you know, a little over three years is when, when you start out like anything like music, uh, when you get a call for a gig, you, you got to say yes, you know, cause you never know if they're going to call again. And when you get a call, uh, or a lead for a job, it, you, you want to make it happen. Um, and then that, I've learned that can be a road to burnout if you're not careful. So for me, I think the struggle is uh, trying to continue to define um, what I do and what I think I do well and what I enjoy doing. And um, so it's, it's more of like the branding, marketing, um, that, that kind of thing. Not that I have everything figured out shop by a long stretch, but to me, that stuff is easier to learn through trial and error than the, you know, the, the, the business marketing branding side. Mm-hmm. One one thing I learned is if you if you say yes to every job, then you're um, it's a good it's a good problem to have when the phone rings. But when you allow the clients to define what kind of work you do, then it, it's hard to ever take that back, you know, because it's it's out it's out in the, the internet, it's out in the world, and um, all of a sudden you're um, a cabinet maker or you're, or whatever. Not that that's a bad thing, but you gotta you gotta follow what you want to do, otherwise it's gonna get ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's joy in those other things too, and. Uh, cabinet making i mean that's that's a real art too and um it just it didn't suit my shop or my work methods so much but um, it is probably a better for way to make people, money though <laughs> for some people the joy is cash and check absolutely right? and so <laughs> absolutely if you just want to do work and cash a check then you can do whatever somebody asks but, yeah. yeah it's nice mm-hmm. but what do you, you gotta um work your next job right you wanna, yeah 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 you want to put out I, there what you want to do not you know what you're doing right now absolutely I, I was just last night in bed rereading um uh, gary rogowski's book uh, um handmade i think he called it and he has a quote in there which i underlined uh years ago when i read it and it said woodworking is a tough way to make a living but it's a great way to make a life so i'm, I'm trying to keep that in, the, in my head yep yeah. uh, deep thoughts for the woodworker but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, wow. gary's great for that stuff yeah he's, he's mm-hmm. he's what, yeah. what are all the episode numbers people can tune into to catch gary's thoughts <laughs> gary oh, yeah, yeah. There's a few. <laughs> uh, yeah there, there's a few there's a few gary's great <laughs> easy and uh, I, i'm sure we'll have him back on in the spring springtime yeah Heck yeah, yeah. He, he's all he's always good and uh yeah he has a great philosophy and a and a great way oh, of yeah. looking at the craft and you know absolutely yeah he's yeah. he's a deep thinker yep yeah yes. he's, he yes. definitely definitely spends time thinking about what he wants to do oh yeah he's very mindful in his work so yeah well when you spend this much time alone over that many years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Through> my guess <laughs> exactly awesome. yeah. exactly so michael so, oh, go ahead john 
Okay. Okay. Uh, so how uh, how has the how has the internet influenced your work? Easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I will I will say being self-taught, um, I can't imagine learning this craft um, or, or, or learning experimenting with new designs without like the endless, um, you know, whether it's Instagram or websites or fine moving uh, unlimited, you know, basically it's, it's kind of endless in terms of um, furthering your skills or, um, you know, um, opening your mind to new designs and things. So it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's been quite useful. A major distraction in my day too, but yeah, you know, in terms of research, researching new designs and and just looking at other ways of, of doing things, technical things, it's it's pretty invaluable. Yeah, and like I said, to date myself, I I learned this um, by going and looking at library books. So come a long way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think maybe. Maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't you know, think so. It, it was um, hard. It was hard to publish a book once upon a time. Yeah, uh, it was a really good way to filter out the bad stuff. Absolutely, and I will say, um, and there's a lot of great content on YouTube and things, but I also see a lot of amateurs trying to teach other amateurs how to do things on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you find us in the craft. Uh, I'm making videos too, but there's there are some that are. It's not that they're not skilled, but they're also not safe. And I think if if that's the only way you're you're learning, it could be a a, a tough road. Um, so whenever I talk to somebody that's new in this craft and it's excited, I just said, you, you got to be influenced by really the, the best of the best. And those are, you know, in books or, or magazines. Yeah. Uh, you know, online it's in videos too, but um, I, I work pretty well just through print. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, if you're looking at online stuff, you really got to look at some of the more curated and probably some of the stuff that you actually have to pay for, um, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, it's an investment, though. Yeah, exactly, and and a lot of it's so expensive these days for what you're getting. Oh yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, and and you know, people like Mark are trying to turn this into like it's almost as good, if not sometimes even. I can see some even other positive aspects and actually going and taking a class sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, as I said, I'm a wannabe chairmaker, and, and I just see. Um, especially within the chairmaking world, I see this, that the generosity of sharing knowledge. Um, it's just really, it's really humbling. It's, it's really exciting. And that's what really draws me into uh, wanting to learn some of those uh, designs because it's just, it seems like, you know, people are just sharing endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just have to warn you, don't make a Windsor or you'll never go back. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know. I'm, I'm just, I, I went I, back. Uh, I'm going I, back. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Impossible. It's just yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go see, um, I got a week planned with Jeff Lefkowitz end of January because he's not too far from me. And uh, I'm just, I'm just head over heels excited. My wife's tired of hearing me about that bog's ladder back but i just i just can't wait <laughs> yes yeah, so i was uh i was oh, so happy you went to that show because david duyard brought you to our attention yeah well and david was, was like i mean again i mean you talk about the kindness and the generosity of uh, not just furniture makers but i see maybe even more so in that chairmaking community um he is just the nicest guy and um you know i've admired his work for years and, and always try to line up my schedule to get a class with him it just hasn't worked out but um now we, we made a trade and he had one of those little low back diners that I made. And I have his, um, this vaulted maple kind of modern ladder back, um, in our living room now. And I just treasure having a piece of my home that's made by somebody like David. And mm -hmm. So it's, it's inspiring that there's people out there like, like you guys, like him that are just so sharing. Yeah. Well, 
Well, yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. And yeah, David's definitely salt of the earth. And mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, yep, yeah. And yeah, he's always he's always been great. And uh, he's one of my chief uh, jig testers. So, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but with that, uh, let's see, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, yeah, my website is uh, mjurywoodworks.com. And uh, on Instagram, it's at mjurywoodworks. Fantastic. Mark, what about yourself? Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Mark Builds It. And uh, if you want to, you know, I have a YouTube channel, but if you want to watch all the videos and you want to watch them sooner, just go to joineffort.net, click on learn, and you'll see everything. Brian? Fantastic. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Obst Woodworks, which an Obst is O B S T. Kyle? And you can always find me on Instagram at bart.kyle or bbcustomtools, bbcustomtools.com, or on YouTube under bbcustomtools or Kyle Barton. Sean, what about yourself? Well, you can find me on uh, most social medias at seanw78. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.